0: From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, The one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can, and survive if he lets you. Human suplex, and he coming for you too. Better watch out, the guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question, I'll inform you about Like, You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former
1: world heavyweight champion, Taz.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. A little Tuesday action. Tuesday edition of the Taz Show, boys and girls. Oh yeah, gonna talk about a lot of stuff. Action-packed two hours coming at you, guaranteed. Always bringing the wood—that's the gimmick. That is the gimmick. Lot to talk about. Also, Poom will be here. I'll get into that in a second. So, in this edition of the Taz Show, gonna have a lot for you. Talk some raw. A bad RAW. That basically sums up right there. I was falling asleep watching that some bitch, and 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 you know I usually take naps throughout the day. I take two, three naps per day so I can stay awake for wrestling at night. Wrestling, yes. Ah, yeah! It sucked. I will talk about RAW and take your calls if you want during the show. Attention, hotline fans. Okay, that's eight six six four seven five two nine four eight eight six six four seven five two nine four eight i will like i said chat up on the raw also talk some football a little bit the jets and the cardinals played last night a lot of misery in the new york area trice there lots of misery we'll get into that for those that aren't from the new york area sorry you have to listen to it um just the way it goes i really don't care what you think to me everybody lives right in new york that's how i am i'm an egocentric schmuck
3: i was gonna say that's a new yorker attitude right there
2: i don't care right you know what i mean like really i mean whatever <laughs> Seriously, like, whatever. I got something to say, I say it. Uh, what else? Yeah, so we got the PW Insider Report. Yeah, that's a Tuesday. PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. Yeah, Mike Mike Johnson will be here on the Taz Show. The Mike Johnson, absolutely. So we'll talk to Mike, have that Have that going on. Uh, so uh, that should be interesting. Mike actually um, brought something up yesterday uh, on the Twitter, I believe, or on, on the website, on PW Insider. Uh, a very good observation by Big Mike Johnson, and that was that he noticed that Paige was not in the Raw Open. And, yeah, yeah, that
3: was on the PW Insider site.
2: Yeah, and you know, it was a very good observation by him. <sighs> Honestly, I, I didn't notice because I didn't watch the Open. I usually do watch the Open, and for those that don't know, which a lot of people don't know, why would you know? But like to wrestlers, the Open usually is a pretty big thing. It used to be. I know years ago like in ECW and all this stuff like even before that when I worked for IWCCW you know uh, the Savoldi's like when they would have an open or something you'd always want to be in the open like as a wrestler that's like a big deal you know if you're in the open and especially in WWE or, or, or you know if you're in the open that always felt like okay the company believes in me they're gonna have me stamped in their open that's a big deal, you know. So uh, by them taking Paige out, and I believe they put TJP, the TJ Perkins, in the open. So much for me thinking they're phasing TJP out. I was wrong. Uh, so I did not see that six man they did yesterday. The cruiserweight. I saw most of the whole show. How much percentage of the show did you see?
3: I caught about I don't know eighty nine percent.
2: I was at ninety. <laughs> what I was at ninety. Yeah, at ninety percent. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But the, um, back to the thing about the Open. The Open's important. <clears throat> uh, quite frankly, I think Paige's got so much other stuff going on. I don't think she gives a rat's ass about the Open. Right? So she's going to get now, I believe, Alberto, R- Alberto El Patron. El Patron. My friend. They're going to be... Who, we, who proposed to who? Was it Paige? Paige proposed to Alberto. Had a show in Puerto Rico. I think so, yeah. Interesting. That was... yeah. Now, we knew about this yesterday, the captain, while we were on the air. Right? We, we did. We discussed it on the break. But, you leaving the show and quitting, you decided to sabotage the show. That's what you do.
3: I was doing that long before I quit.
2: Yes. And so you said, Taz, no, I'm the producer and I really strongly suggest you don't talk about them getting married. And I said, I said, Captain, come on. Why would you say that? Taz, I'm telling you, I, I look at the minute by minute ratings, I'm like, bro, we don't have minute by minute ratings. I have it on my
3: phone, I swear.
2: <laughs> He's like, no, no, I looked at it, and I'm telling you, whenever you talk about people getting engaged or married, it flops. What are you nuts? And I'm like, okay, Cap, I, I won't talk about it. Fine. And next thing you know, I got Handsome Johnny yelling at me and did the show. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't talk about Paige and Alberto. They're your new friends, and they're getting married. I'm like, okay, you know what, Handsome Johnny? I know you, you psychoanalyzed me the other day. And it was kind of interesting that he did that. But I don't work for him. Okay? Yet. I <laughs> yeah, yet. <laughs> Back to the open. So it's a big deal when you're in the open, and it's a big deal when, if you get taken out of the open. Sometimes it happens, but, you know. So there's some issues, obviously, with WWE and Page. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Hopefully it all works out for both parties. So, and congratulations, by the way, to Page and Alberto on their uh, engagement, I guess. Happy for them. That's very nice. That's awesome. That's very cool. Let me cover. Uh, let me cover some sporting news real quick here because we've got the baseball going on. Spitball Jones. Spitball Jones. Yeah, that's a little baseball thing. Yeah, so you got uh, the big uh, the playoff gimmick, the NLCS and the ALCS. Well, what does that mean, Taz? Please, Taz, you're so smart. Smart me up. Well, the NLCS is the National Championship gimmick. <laughs> the NLCS is the National League, NL, National League Championship Series, NLCS. The ALCS is the American League Championship Series. You bunch of knuckleheads, dumbasses. Without me, you wouldn't have nothing going on. All of you. I just embraced the audience. <laughs> Way to start a show off. So the Cleveland Indians defeated the Toronto Blue Jays four to three. Cleveland at four two. Okay, listen, listen. Four to two, four to three. They won the game. What does it matter? You know, I don't cover sports like these other guys. These other guys in mainstream sports—they give the accurate score. My gimmick is I don't.
3: Leave him guessing.
2: Let people like, well, I was just to Taz earlier today, and he said they won four to three, but, but they clearly lost. But honey, it looks like they won the game by five point uh, runs. What? But Taz said, "Why does he?" Yeah, well, you Johnny know. was
3: just asking, weren't they on a bye week?
2: <laughs> That's to see. That's him being sarcastic. Yeah, he's taking a shot at me. I think so because I forgot to put two guys in fantasy football. That's him taking a shot. That's what that is. That's how some people are. They need to feel better about themselves taking shots like that. Sarcastic Jones. So the Cleveland Indians, like I said, they won the game 4-2. Cleveland leads the series 3-0. to And they're cooking on all cylinders. Now, one of their stud pitches, he got color last night in the game. Trevor Bauer, fingers. Point 21 pitches into the game before his uh finger uh drone. Drone city incident. He had a problem. He got his finger chopped up. his pinky On his throwing hand with a drone, and he's trying to repair a drone. Now, we've talked about drones before. You know, obviously Video Brian's an expert on a drone. Uh if you look at Video Brian, he's got nubs. His fingers are like nubs. He's they're all cut up. He's cut part of his finger off because of a drone and his thumb fell off one day. He said I was fixing the drone. And they call him Nub Hand. So, so, anyway, I digress. So what happens is, uh, you know, he gets his finger cut. His pinky sliced up and gets like 10 stitches. So that happened a while ago, and, and he had stitches in his pinky. And he's throwing the ball in this big-ass game. And then his pinky is bleeding. Big juice, as we would call it. You know, big juice. Hardway Jones. So someone said well why didn't he put some tape on it all that's ah, that's against the rules you can't have stuff on your throwing hand i believe you know so because you could kind of get some doctoring of the ball like funky's funk aside the ball you know when you're throwing a baseball that's what you gotta watch um so you know interesting i learned that actually about the thing my kid was playing youth ball when he used to play baseball not anymore and i was talking to a guy his son was on a high school team this was years ago and his son was a pitcher and he caught his ring finger on his hand, the kid. And he couldn't... And he had it wrapped up. And then they... Before the game started, like, whoa, 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 hold on there, homeboy. Yeah, eh, eh, eh. take that off. Take it off. I got a big gash in my hand. No, nope. can't pitch with that on your hand. It's a gimmick. It's a foreign object, as we would call it in the wrestling business. I digress. So, anyway, the Indians are leading the series 3-0. What was the pitcher's name? Trevor Bowers, the guy with the uh, finger. Trevor Bauer. Okay, so... um Trevor Bauer. So today, uh four PM Eastern the Blue Jays play the Indians, game four. And then uh the Cubs, my Cubs, my new team for this, because you know I jump on a bandwagon. The Cubs are playing the Dodgers, eight PM tonight. And the series is tied uh one to one in the NLCS. And some hockey news. How about this? I heard the beginnings of Boomer and Cotton on the way in. And Boomer brought up a good point. It was very funny. He's a big Ranger fan. And he had mentioned, it's funny, that the Rangers scored more points in a hockey game than the Jets scored in a football game last night. How effed up is that? The Rangers won the game over the San Jose Sharks 7-4. The Rangers had seven different players score goals. Now, I know you saw Clemen's game, right?
3: I, I called most of the uh, first period.
2: Unbelievable. And the Jets only scored three points in the Monday Night Football.
3: How many players scored...
2: <laughs> the kicker, <laughs> <It's a joke. laughs> kicker, kicker spot for the Jets. <laughs> Holy crap, Ola! Yeah. So the range of hockey season is just getting started. Range is looking good. So we'll see what happens over there. Uh, what else? In some college football news, the Big 12 Conference could not reach the required consensus on any uh, uh, info on the expansion, I should say, of candidates. It's considered yesterday, and will stay at 10 members for the time being. Why wouldn't the Big 12? have 10 members. So they're trying to get uh, a couple more added in there. So the candidates include Air Force, uh, BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Colorado State, Yukon, Houston, Rice, South Florida, SMU, Tulane.
3: Those were all the candidates that I guess they could not reach a consensus. So point. they couldn't so reach. Yeah.
2: Huh. Interesting. Well, you know, Nebraska used to be in the Big 12, not in the Big 10. They left. So... I mean, what's the requirement? What do they got to do? How do you not reach a consent? What are that, money? I mean, really, what is that? I don't want to talk about that anymore. All right, so pro football news. As I said yesterday, uh, as I said today, I should say, yesterday, last night, was the MNF, the Monday Night Football. I'll get to you guys on the phone. Hang in there. Monday Night Football Jones last night. Yes, the Arizona Cardinals played the New York Jets. My former team, the Jets. Who absolutely sucked last night. They absolutely just sucked. I don't know any other way to say it. I'm not a Jet fan anymore, but I was rooting for the Jets to win the game. And oh my God. Their offense is like non-existent. The Fitzpatrick from Harvard, all the hype on him before the priest. Gotta sign him. Gotta get him a name. You remember how long he held out? Oh yeah. I wish he was still holding out for them. He went 16 to 31, threw an interception, threw for 174 yards. Fitzpatrick has thrown 11 interceptions this season. That is insane. When the Dak Prescott, rookie Jones, over there at the Dallas Cowboys, threw one so far. Wow. Fitzpatrick. So everybody's like, ah, you know what? Put Geno in. What worse can you do? Put Geno in. Geno in. Geno Smith. Put him in. They did. And he sucked too. He threw an interception. Right away, boom. Mega <laughs> problems. Mega problems, Jet Nation. Listen, Todd Bowles, head coach, thanks for coming. I hate to say it, you're gone, son. He's out. I met this guy. I met him once at a, a charity softball game at Yankee Stadium. The guy had the personality of basically a plant. I mean, he... Captain, he He makes, just soaked it all in. He... He makes you look look like, you know, like Pee Wee Herman. Like, with the, <laughs> from a personality standpoint. I mean, not in a good way. You know what I mean?
3: I was going to introduce a secret word to the show, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Todd Bowles had... I met the guy. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. He's like, oh, yeah, hey. This guy's going to inspire me as the head coach of the New York Jets? I feel like the guy's had a lobotomy. Remember mean not in a bad way. I'm just saying. Well, obviously, that lack of energy... Not only bled into the New York Jets during their, you know, their game with the Cardinals yesterday, it actually bled over to the USA Network, into Raw. <laughs> so, oh yes, yes, I'll be here all week, folks. So, um, I'll tell you this right now. What are you doing? Still talking football? I think so. Did I wrap up Jones No. Sounded like it. See, this is these are the moments where I'm glad you're quitting the show. Because <laughs> they if then you're really not that good at this. You're just acting. Okay, we're good.
3: Yeah.
2: So anyway, so that's it. That's my football talk. No kidding. (laughs) I'm joking. Yeah. So so listen. Look, what the Jets got to do. I'm gonna suggest it because I never played in the NFL, so I don't want to act like I'm an expert because I don't like doing that. That's not right. But I would highly suggest, so just an opinion, that I haven't heard anyone yet in the New York uh, tri area on the radio and on TV yet talk about this. I'm sure someone did or will. Look at the Buffalo Bills. Yes, my Bills. But I'm saying, look at what they did. Rex Ryan, everybody blast him. Started off the season a little rough. First thing he does, he fires the offensive coordinator, and he brings the new cat in. and the, And the offense is like a whole other world. The Jets, I gotta say, they might want to look at who's who's calling those plays. Not just the quarterback situation, because they they got five losses now, right? I think they have five or six losses. done. They're done. So you know what? you got to put these other quarterbacks. They got this kid from Penn State, Hackenberg. This giant kid, and they got the Bryce Petty also. He, he's not a rookie. I don't, he, he's got a year or two in the league. Both these kids are good. Put him in the game. Let them develop as quarterbacks. They
3: just have lost their last four in a row, too. Oh,
2: yeah. Offense coordinator needs to go. Todd Bowles, yeah, he's done at the end of the year. I don't know what his contract is, but he's going to be gone. Unless he has a long-term guarantee. I don't know what his deal is. But look at what the, the Bills did. They got rid of the offensive coordinator, and everybody was like, offensive coordinator, hey, Rex Ryan, fire, fire your brother, Rob the defensive coordinator and he didn't I'm not a huge fan of Rob Ryan the way he runs the defense but they're doing good but Rex fired the offensive coordinator and the Bills since then knock on wood have been scoring points and doing much better the play calling is much better the Jets play calling is horrendous yes Fitzpatrick does he suck of course he does absolutely he did better last year but now these defensive coordinators have figured him out this is, this is when I get into the meat of breaking down the game. You feel it, right?
3: Oh, totally. This is it. Feels like a stew.
2: Yeah. stewed right, brewing. Bubbling the potatoes, the celery's cooking up. You know, the, uh, pork loin. It's simmering. Yeah, yeah, it's simmering. You got some Greek yogurt in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's just totally in there. Anyway. <laughs> so, you got you got to re- look at the offensive coordinator. The defense isn't much better. But it's just, they lost, they gave up 28 points, but... I mean, I didn't watch the whole game because I was suffering through watching raw. But, I mean, you, you got to look at, like, you know, how much is the defense on the field? The time of possession for the offense was, I can't, i don't know it, but I know it was, like, nil. Like, out of four quarters, their time of possession was low, the Jets. So, that means your defense down no matter how good they may be or not be, you got them playing the whole game. They're exhausted and beat up. That's a problem. Also, what I mean about the offensive coordinator, most of these teams, including the Jets, have the talent on the offensive side of the ball. And they do. They have the talent, in my opinion. You need better play calling, especially with a quarterback that isn't that good in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He needs, they need, the Jets need to have a better offensive coordinator. I don't even know the guy's name was there. But all I know is they need a new one, and they need a new head coach, they need a whole new everything. But these are a the, one of the reasons why I'm not a Jet fan anymore. I did not want to live through the suffering. I've dealt with this for years. B- even before Rex Ryan was the head coach. This is just when 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 what's his name? Gimmick was there. Uh what's his name? The guy that used to coach at the Browns after Mangini. Eric Mangini was there. Suffering Jones. I mean, it was horrible. It's just it's the organization. Black Cloud is over the deal. Black Cloud. They should change their colors to solid black. Black numbers, black jerseys, black everything. The black cloud jets. It's never ending. I had to leave. I heard some guy on the radio earlier this morning, a caller calls into some show. It's like, I can't take it anymore. I got two little boys the babies, my, my wife and I. And I, I, I don't, if they want to be Patriot fans, i'd be okay with it i'm like oh my god this guy this guy's really going off the deep end right so you know because i'm a diehard jeff fan i'll always be a jeff fan i'm right there i'm like oh no that's where this guy is a friggin idiot this guy let's just name say his name was i don't know bob so (laughs) so i'm like dude you don't need to be a jeff fan anymore don't subject yourself. This poor bastard on the phone was miserable. Miserable. Do like me, jump ship Jones. And no one can say, oh, you went in the bandwagon of the Bills. Really? Like the Bills are like winning and killing people? I did not. I stayed in New York State. And I went with AFC. I went I stayed with the AFC East. That's what I did. And now they're winning. They're looking pretty good. Last year I was a Bills fan. We struggled that's my deal sorry for being long-winded about the jets but actually i'm not sorry sorry not sorry there's your guy (laughs) so uh what else we got oh uh okay george st pierre some ufc news here so captain looked into this here so george st pierre the gsp stated he illegally terminated his contract with ufc after negotiations for a comeback fight stalled now the ufc apparently did not meet a recent deadline and George St. Pierre, and his attorney gave the promotion to book his fight, right? That's what George St. Pierre is saying. Mm. But then the UFC released a statement, right?
3: Correct, saying, hold up, you're not you know, <laughs> free agent like you're saying you are.
2: <laughs> we have a screenshot of this? I think, yeah, there it is right there. UFC statement on George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre remains under an existing agreement with Zufa. LLC, as his MMA promo- as his MMA promoter, Zufa intends to honor its agreement with St. Pierre and reserve its rights under the law to have St. Pierre do the same. Well, I got to tell you, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, usually, like, I know, like, it's like, I, I've told about this before, guys that are real fans. I know the phone lines are jammed up. I'll get to you. Um, look, I got to tell you the truth. I'm like, to me, it's crazy because, like, usually a company, when they... You know, if, if a wrestler or somebody, let's say MMA, it's a relationship. I always say that. If someone doesn't want to be with you, why do you want to be with them? And that's the same thing, like, in business. If someone doesn't want to be in a company, why Why would they want to stay? You know what I mean? So, for UFC that say, no, 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 you want to go, but we're not saying you can go. Correct?
3: Sounds about right. It's a pretty quick reply, too, because it. With uh, the news that Saint Pierre was claiming he was a free agent, that was all over the place last night. Yeah, within like an hour or two. It's interesting, very interesting.
2: Hey, uh, Matt from Florida, you're on the Taz show.
4: Hi, good morning, Taz. Hey, I'm wondering uh, what do you think of them <clears throat> WWE sort of killing Kevin Owens' character. Mm. I mean, he came in with a head of steam up until he won the Universal title. Now yeah. he's he's being overshined by Chris Jericho, and yeah. when I watch them in the ring, I almost feel like. You should slide that belt on Chris Jericho's shoulder. It would make more sense as him being the champ. And is this like a situation where, you know, Kevin Owens made a name for himself outside of WWE, came in, was pushed to the top real quick. Now they're trying to bring him down and try to create a new Kevin Owens, maybe in... Their own image of uh, how they Matt, see him.
2: Matt, I don't think I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I've been talking a lot for weeks about this whole thing with Jericho and Owens together. I don't like it. I never liked it. I love Owens being the Universal Champ, but I don't like how they they knee jerk booked this because remember the Universal Champ was supposed to be Finn Balor, but then due to the injury, it didn't happen. So they had a knee jerk book, and I like the move they went with, but where they put you know the title on uh, Owens, but. To your point and my point, because like I said, I've been saying this. You know, I don't think it's a good move at all. Have a Jericho out there and the amount, and sharing the spotlight when you're the world champ. Uh, now, to your other uh, question slash point, I don't I don't think that's it. I don't think it's a deal where I think what you just said was, are they trying to uh, I'm paraphrasing, kind of rebuild him in yeah. their own eyes now because he had success elsewhere? That's what you're asking, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't think so, dude. And I'll tell you why. They're not going. They do that all the time with people. They did it with me, but they're not going to do it when they're, they they usually aren't going to do this when they put not just yeah. one championship in the IC title, but then a universal championship on you, and then do that. Then it's not the right time to kind of rebuild someone. The only thing they've done different with him creatively, besides the Jericho thing, is have him wear a suit when he's out yeah. to ring, and I think that sucks because that's not who he is, and that's yeah, that's that's a total Vince thing. I mean, so.
4: Yeah, it's not even a nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> and and lastly, and lastly, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I miss Robbie the Viking.
2: Oh, you're the one. What the? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, do, I'm man. You, 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 you miss Robbie the Viking. Tell me why. This is interesting.
4: I don't know. I find him a little entertaining. I mean, a little he's bit. able to carry on a conversation. He, yeah. Puts in some funny jokes and stuff, but so are well, you. Tra- only- are you
2: implying that the captain can't carry conversation?
4: <laughs> well, I, I'm not saying that, but uh, I like this guy. <laughs> well,
2: Robbie will, he- Robbie will be back. Robbie oh, will be back, right? Yeah, he I will. thought maybe
4: I thought maybe Robbie got fired before he got hired. Well, that does <laughs> happen, as you know. That does happen here.
2: You know. Yeah. Uh, no, he's gonna come back for for a, a taunt Like I think next week, November seventh, he'll be back. Look, you, look, the captain's <laughs> counting down a day, Matt, because that's when the captain's gonna be gone. Yeah, he can't wait. Yeah. So yeah, no, he'll be back. Matt, uh, the Viking Rob, Robbie the Viking, will be back. Um, Some people hate his guts, though, man. I got to tell you.
4: No, I like him. Maybe when he comes back, though, he should maybe wear some Taz, uh, nice Taz Polo shirt, hat, maybe instead of his. uh the,
2: no, no, dude, I know, but you can't. <laughs> but Matt, you don't get the gear until you're on the show. Like, you don't get well, to you know, wear the stuff,
4: you know what I mean? Well, make a good impression. He's got to dress for success.
2: You're telling him to dress up a little bit, take a shower, wash himself, wear a nice clothes shirt or something. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah,
3: right? but no, wear some nice Taz gear. I mean, yeah, I know. Sure.
2: I got well, to hook him up. Oh, he's got to go to the, the gimmick and buy There's it. that online store? That is that online store. He can go buy some stuff. That's true. Matt, thank you for going for Florida. I appreciate it. Matt makes a lot of good points. He really implied that you're not good at carrying a conversation. Heavy implication. I'm just telling you. I'll try to uh, stop. I heard trouble. that. I heard that. That was very much. He's like, well, he can carry on a conversation. The way he said it, he did say that. I'm just <laughs> telling you, he did. Yes, yeah, we were talking about Rob, Robbie the Viking. I got. I need a real good name for him. I, I talked about this yesterday. I, this, this is poll worthy. I mean, is it Viking Rob, Robbie the Viking, Robbie Viking Jones? I know it's a lot of people like that, but dude, I don't know.
3: So many choices. I'm gonna have to. Call a meeting first and then a poll. Oh,
2: there's going to be a meeting. Yeah, it has to be a big meeting. And the guy's only going to be on the shelf like two weeks. <laughs> you know, this other guy, Matt from Florida, he's got me giving this guy gear. This guy might last a day and quit. You know, realize what happens? He won't Give producers? the guy a hat at least? Yeah, I, I actually gave him a hat. But do you realize what happens here with producers? It's, it's hell here. I mean, these guys, they, the turnover is crazy. It's like working at McDonald's, working here. Like at McDonald's, you go there, the guy, one kid's at the drive. Hey, what's up there, Johnny? How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, you got my usual Number six, yeah, with a cafe, a decaf. And then I go back next day, and then uh, the little skippy's not there. I was
3: going to say, by the time you get to the window after you gone. place the order.
2: Gone. That's like the producers on the show. The turnover is insane. It's not my fault. could be, right? No, no. way. I'm easy actually, to Actually, it's
3: off. not. He's <laughs> not in this case. <laughs>
2: That's funny. Well, actually, it's not. That was a good one. Uh yeah. So what do we got here? We got a uh, Jaron from uh, the Cornhusker State, Nebraska. You're on the Taz show. Hey, how you doing, Taz? What's up, bud? I
5: have to point out one thing. The previous caller said good morning, and that's one of the biggest no-nos on
2: the Taz show. I know some people don't know the rules, or maybe they're new to the show. So I don't, I don't, I, I try not to be <laughs> abrasive and yell at anyone anymore because CBS said Taz, you really got to be nice to the people. I'm trying to be nice. You know what I mean, Jaron? But you're right. That guy effed up. Yeah.
5: Even though he likes Robbie the Viking, and I do too because he's a Vikings fan. So
2: Look at this. Here. So, you're, okay, so you like Rob, but you're a Vikings fan. Is that the only reason why you like Robbie?
5: Yeah, that's the only reason why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, what do you want to talk about, buddy?
5: <laughs> well, I was going to ask if I'm, maybe I'm going crazy, but as much as I love the, a lot of the times that's on Raw, I find SmackDown to be a much better show at the moment. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, when Raw is on TV in my household, it's kind of just on the TV, not really paying attention to it, taking care of the baby, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then maybe I'll watch the main event segment, maybe not. Yep. And then SmackDown... It doesn't matter if it's a good show or a bad show. It just has my attention. It just seems like it flows way better than Raw
2: does. I could. I don't disagree with you, bro. I, I feel the same way. I agree with you, Jaron. F- totally agree with you. I talked about that recently too, dude. You're right, and I, I really think what it is, bro. It's partially because they're fixing mistakes they did the night before, you know, in production meetings and all that stuff. And um, I also think there's always been this overtone internally because I can tell you this from experience. When you're part of SmackDown and not Raw, you're like, you know, the redheaded stepchild. And again, no offense to redheaded children, not a stepchildren. But you kind of feel like that. You feel like you're a jobber. And now SmackDown has turned it up the past several weeks. And they're kicking the ass of Raw, let's be honest. And um, I, I, I don't blame, you know me, I'm going to blame the wrestlers last. I don't blame the wrestlers. I think the writing, the flow of the show, as you said, basically what you're saying is SmackDown's more riveting than Raw.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Raw. It just seems like every week it's just the same, same concept, the same
2: storylines, and it's just
5: it's corny (laughs) and tiring. And it's corny, dude.
2: It's corny, bro. It's corny
5: because like Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, New Day's, you know, the women, they're all really talented people. This should be a great show every week, and it's just not. It's disappointing.
2: Yep, yep. I mean, yeah, if you're a football fan, it's like, I don't know if you heard me talking in the beginning of the show here about the Jets, the New York Jets, like the offensive coordinator. They have the talent, the, the talent on the football team on the offensive side, but they don't have the right guy calling the plays. That happened with the Bills, too, so you could equate that to Raw. You know, so whoever's, yeah. you know, and at the end of the day, the buck stops with Vince, and Vince will be the first one to tell you that. You know, so, but but still, whoever's writing this stuff, the flow of it is not good on Raw. It's just not, and a lot of the stuff is corny as hell. Oh, look, I'm all about sophomoric and corny. Believe me, I do it every day here, unfortunately. Really, I do. Yes. But I got to tell you, I think we do it a lot better. Later on, by the way, we're going to copy Raw, and we're going to do something we've never done on this show. We're going to do Facebook Live. Will you stop? Oh, yeah, we've oh, never done gonna it. just going to hack them, Oh, huh? yeah, we am hacking Raw. All right, look, I got to go to break. Other side of break, I'll get talking more Raw, and I will get to all you people on the phone. And we got the PW Insider Report coming up later on with the Mike Johnson. we are right back.
6: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. fake uh,
0: yep,
2: Tuesday, Tuesday edition. Yeah, we're rolling. We got, uh, gonna talk about Raw here. A little more Raw, talk a little bit about it. a little bit, very little. Gotta get some phone calls rolling. Got PWN Insider Report later with Mike Johnson. Also have the Facebook live action We'll go on later on Fourth quarter city I'm sure that's what we're doing I think we're doing a whole hour What else? Oh, uh, yeah, today is uh, Acupuncture Jones yeah, It's been a while I haven't been there in a while My schedule And the acupuncturist schedule Was not jiving Now I'm going to see him later on today Pincushion Pete is back. And I need it bad. I can tell you this much. I've been hurting the past two weeks without Al, the acupuncturist. That's his name, Al. He's calling, he says, Call me Allie. Okay, He's not even a doctor. So, uh no, he's not. Because well, he runs a body shop right in, in, down just, the road. Just call me buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll stick you with a pin in, the, in the, like the dickens. You kidding me? So yeah, well, I, I I need to go. I need to go see him because uh, I've been hurting. Everything, numb. City Jones everywhere. Just numb. Everything's numb. So while well, I was going to him, it was all good. So I'm actually looking forward to going. I don't have patience. I'm not big into patience. Like, Captain, you down you know, of you're smirking, you're laughing your ass off.
3: Exactly what I told you yesterday. You yes. need a little more patience.
2: Yes, yes exactly. I, I know. And and I'm I'm very uh, you know just lacking the patience. And honestly. I, I love how I feel after I get the acupuncture. I love how I feel days after. <sighs> but laying there like a piece of garbage while I got pins all over me and I can't move. I, I can't, I'm can't. i not allowed to move. Dude, I, he'll walk out and he'll pin me up. All right, I'll be back, bro. And he walks out, slams the door loud and he's gone for like 20, 30 minutes with this like Music playing, you know, it sounds like whales making out. That type music. <laughs> so kind of I can sit in the freaking acapella for 30 minutes. Or so. <laughs>
3: No, that'll get you to relax.
2: <laughs> I actually would rather that <laughs> because I'm one of these guys, like, when you tell me, all right, just relax, chill out, this is good, and you play the music, that that somber vape music and smoking ganja music, whatever you're doing, right? You know, when you're playing that, what do you call that? New Age, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> When you tell me to relax and you got these overtones of this music, that's when I can't relax. That's when I get fidgety. My neck tightens up. Everything goes crazy. I need to of Johnny to psychoanalyze that. <laughs> took psych for one semester in college. And he's, he's Something my, like that, yeah. He's my doctor now. Dude, I, it's tough for me to relax. So that's my biggest problem with going to this guy is laying on the gimmick. Don't move. I can't do that. I'm fidgety, I'm, I get hyper. You'd think I'd be like 150 pounds because I'm so hyper. Yeah. I won't lose that kind of weight because I look shorter when I lose that kind of weight.
3: Do you look about 6'2 around then?
2: <laughs> if I'm 500 pounds, I would look 6'2. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go see the acupuncturist, which is a good thing. I, I need to go see him. So I know some of you guys are asking about that. You know, And uh, so that's happening. So yeah, I'm I'm fired up about it. Uh, Again, yeah, afterwards, afterwards, I'm I'm happy about it. Afterwards, not not during it. That's that's the thing. Because it's trust me. Hey, uh, Frank Frank and George, you're on a Taz show.
5: What's up, Taz? What's up, Captain?
2: How you doing? What's up, buddy?
5: So Goldberg last night. Yeah. I got two things about him, but before I say that, I want to say I have all the respect in the world for Goldberg as a performer and as a person. Yes. But last night, him coming back, are we supposed to believe that he's never heard of a guy by the name of John Cena that's the hero for the children?
2: Well, I think you're dissecting his promo, Frank. I, I hear what you're saying. You make a good point. But I, I, it's funny about Goldberg. To me, I get, uh, I get more into, and I talked to Captain about this, Frank, before we went on the air earlier t- this morning. Um, you know, for me, I'm about the attraction of the attraction. And in this case, it's Goldberg. And if you watch his entrance, they did the backstage thing without the cops this time. And when he did the sparklers with the smoke and he blew it out of his nose, just like he used to do in Nitro all the time. Dude, I'm telling you right now, he still has it in that regard as far as a performer and his intensity, his timing of it. And I humbly say, guys from my era, that prime of the attitude era and all that, like a lot of the guys just. You aren't. He wasn't playing Goldberg. He was. He was Goldberg last night. That's that's the first thing. Okay, you're, you're breaking down his promo that he didn't mention John Cena, and I and I agree with you. I, I agree with you, quite frankly. And I'm usually frank, as you know. I dissect things, right? So, uh, uh, frankly, I did not think of John Cena when he said that. But you do make a very good point. Okay, right. Um, you do, and I don't disagree with you. But I was more attracted to the attraction, and his star power. And arguably, I think he might have been the best thing on that show last night.
5: I don't disagree with you there. He was the best thing on the show. But I still feel like this match is 12 years too late.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all video game, Jones. It's all just to promote the thing, to give an attraction. And just like I said, I think it was last week, Frank, my fear is, and I love it. I love the angle. And it's fine. Even though it's 12 years too late, whatever, that's cool. But, but the thing is, just don't let it outshine Kevin Owens in that universal title. And it is. It is. It's going
5: to. It'll be the main event of Survivor Series, unfortunately. Of
2: course. You're right. There's no doubt about that, Frank. Thank you for calling, buddy. But I see his point about the John Cena thing. He's right. There's no doubt about it. He is right. Did you think of John Cena? I didn't. No, some, I didn't either. I'm not disagreeing with Frank. I just didn't think of him, you know. But his entrance, Goldberg's entrance, and it, he was, I watched it, and I uh, I watched it last night, and I watched it this morning again from the studio here. I, it's gonna sound corny. I wasn't like a big Goldberg fan. I mean, I was in my prime, when he was in his prime, so I, I don't. I didn't sweat nobody. I, I didn't. I wasn't fans anybody. I was a fan of Taz. That's what I was a fan of. Well, you're an egomaniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a complete douchebag when I was wrestling. I know. I heard the shoot interviews. Yes. Yeah. Hey, do you know Taz? By the way, That's how it was. So, so. But the thing is, like, yeah, I wasn't a fan of anyone. I respected a ton of men and women in the business, but I wasn't a fan. And I got to meet Bill Goldberg in my time with him in WWE. He's a great guy, and I always got along good with him. I I, I wouldn't say we're buddies because we don't know each other that well at all, but, yeah, we've, we're casual, you know. But watching his entrance yesterday, I don't want to sound corny. I'm being sincere when I say what I'm about to say. I actually got goosebumps when I watched it. Only because as a guy from that era, seeing a guy like Goldberg come out, getting the reaction he got, and the way he did it, and he still looks to be in great shape god bless him you know i i i was like wow this is good i you know for for the for the entertainment value of it his promo i thought was awesome that obviously wasn't written for him I, it seemed like it was very loose and he just talked i enjoyed the whole segment i really enjoyed his entrance guys listen to me watch back goldberg's entrance go to www.com i'll promote this stuff go down and you watch it under the highlights you'll see it Watch it again if you watched it last time. Maybe you didn't watch it. And check out how this guy comes out. He's not playing wrestler. He is living the role in that moment. I, I hate to say it, and a lot of the current wrestlers, they might get mad at me. And if you get mad at me, so be it. I got I to gotta say what I got to say. A lot of these guys and girls, when their music hits, they're robotic. And they're doing what they do all the time. And they're doing it without real emotion. And if you can't hook me on your entrance, you're probably going to lose me throughout the segment. And when I say me, I mean the bulk of the audience. That's usually what happens. Watch his entrance. Feel the energy he had. Watch Shawn Michaels' entrance. Watch Steve Austin's entrance. Watch uh, The Rock's entrance. Bring Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in with X-Pac. Do NWO entrance. Watch how they come out. They're not playing wrestlers. They're not. Seriously, put Rob Van Dam out. Let Rob do his entrance. Let him do it all the way. He's not playing wrestler. I humbly say yours truly. I'll throw that mother effer black towel on. Maybe 20 pounds or 30, heavier. <laughs> but I promise you, you'll feel like you're watching Taz from 95. So it's just if something happens. You click. And, I, and I, I know I'm sounding like, ah, oh, these kids today, I hate to do that, because I don't normally, I'm a fan of a lot of the guys today. But I'm telling you, from an entertainment entrance perspective, to hook me, Goldberg was by far the best last night. He really was.
3: Captain, an opinion on that? I wanted to go back to what you were saying before about the crowd reaction. <sighs> yes. It's been, I want to say almost since the Attitude Era, when I've seen such a Huge crowd reaction. just yeah. really into the guy walking down the aisle. I, you don't see that no. very
2: often at all. And you're right. I agree. It just in defense to, the, to current wrestlers, it's like, um you know, I say a lot. Absence makes the hot girl fond. Yeah, you know. So he's special, you know, because he's coming. He haven't seen him in a long. Maybe if you see him every week, like I ah, enough of Goldberg, you know. But you're right. Um, but I mean,
3: even when I go back, and sometimes I'll go back and watch the older Attitude stuff. The audience reactions are just so different than they are today.
2: You know, fans back then, too, were not as educated to things as they are today because of the power of the internet. And most importantly, and this is is basically a, well.
3: Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree with your kind
2: and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry. He yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning tree with Taz. It's been a while, jobbers. It's been a while. Every day's a learning tree moment here. It's a learning forest. Stop! So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, here's the LT moment for you. Look, it, Captain makes a good point. He's saying about, you know, the Attitude error if you watch the audience, their reaction thing. Yeah, it was totally different than today. I absolutely agree. Why over-saturation today? Not just the WWE programming, because there is a plethora of it. But everything 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 Lucha Underground TNA ring of honor go grab a computer go online you could watch wrestling program up the wazoo there are so many smaller wrestling brands which is a good thing like Evolve and stuff or, or uh, Mike Mike Quackenbush you know with, with Chikara you know where you you can get online subscription-based wrestling promotion and watch it on your computer and watch wrestling every week there's so many outlets of professional wrestling. Quite frankly, it's too much. It's too much. It is. So there's your LT. So the bottom line is, it, it really is like, back in the mid to late 90s, there wasn't as much. You had ECW, which most of the times you had to search and, and try to find it. You know, it wasn't easy, which was, was part of our niche. It wasn't the idea, but it worked because it made us special. Okay, you had WCW on, Nitro every Monday, going head up, right against Raw. And that was cool. You know, that was the bulk of it. Unless I'm missing something. I mean, you know, let's, you know. You know, I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't like now, you know. It's just the evolution has changed uh, things here. So, so anyway. Uh, that's that. Hey, uh, who we got here? Alex in uh, Staten Island. You're on the Taz Show.
4: Hey, Taz. Hey, Captain.
2: How, how you doing, buddy?
4: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
2: Outstanding. What's up?
4: Uh, I just wanted to know, uh, have you seen, because this has to do with a former guest you had on the show, show, Sam Roberts?
2: Yeah, I love Sam. Good guy.
4: Yeah, he recently just did an interview with Nancy Grace. Have you seen it?
2: Uh, With him and Jimmy Norton, right? Yes. Yeah, I did see it, actually. Uh, Yeah, and she got pissed off and stormed out, right? Yes. Yep. What about it, bro?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to know if... uh, what your opinion is on it being that Nancy Grace, uh, yeah, has her opinions on stuff, especially I know. With
2: it's hard. I'm, I was happy they grilled her. She got very defensive, you know, like really, uh, when Jimmy Norton and Sam were talking to her, like she. I mean, they were they were grilling her a little bit. They were hit, Jimmy was hitting her with hard questions, and she wanted to kind of move on and promote her book, and they did promote her book, you know. But but they really hit her hard. She got so pissed off, she stormed out. You know, she's pissed off a lot of people, you know, in different realms. But, you know, she was a, an on-air a TV host, and she was controversial. I think she was a former attorney, I believe. She's far from a dumb woman, but I think she said a lot of things to piss off people, not just in the wrestling industry, you know. So I know in the lacrosse community, too, she's pissed people off, to be honest with you. So, But she, she's a lightning rod, and that's why she made a lot of money, had a lot of success, but she, she's... I think I just saw slate.com or slate something like that one of those pop culture websites. Uh Alex, they did a thing on her like the demise of Nancy Grace. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's just recently like a whole she's kind of just fell apart. I don't know if something happened but she did. But I I saw a storm out of there, out of the interview with Sam and um and Jimmy and and she just did she kind of was dodging the questions a little bit about you know just uh, she shouldn't have put herself in that position. And those guys did the right thing in my opinion. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, I think so, too. It's just that I, I hate how she thinks she's on the side of professional wrestlers when she's talking, and she
2: really isn't. She has no idea what she's talking about. I completely agree with you. Thank you, uh, Alex, for calling. You didn't see that, huh?
3: I've read about it. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of fallout. Nancy Grace, I'm seeing here right now, ended her show after 12 years.
2: Yeah. See? See, like, if Nancy Grace came on my show, put you know my show Softball City. Oh. Hey, you know Taz, by the way. No, it is on this show. Zero hard questions. That's my gimmick. I talked about that yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, Nancy, who does your hair? Nancy, where did you buy those beautiful loafers you're wearing? Nancy, I love your Donnie and Brooke book. Those type of things. That's what I would do. Easy peasy Jones. That's what I do. Let's a hard questions, you schmuck. Not here. Not on a Taz Show. Easy like Sunday morning. Ah. Miles, California, Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Been quite a while. Yeah, it's been a while, big Miles. How you been, buddy? Been doing pretty good, man. Been doing good. How you doing? Oh, good. I'm outstanding. What's Despite up? Despite Captain leaving me hanging. I'm, I'm disappointed about that. Captain's out. Dude, he's quitting.
6: In a couple weeks. I'll be man, out of here. done. Thanks for coming. Shame, man. Shame, man. Shame. <laughs> What's,
2: uh-huh. up? What's up, Miles? <laughs> um, first of all, I just want to say you got hacked once again and this time this is Cesaro. What do you do now? I like Cesaro. Facebook Live. All oh, the Facebook Live. Now didn't they do Seamus did Facebook Live last week too? Yeah. Let me tell you what this is, Miles. This is it, it's not even a wrestler's idea in my opinion. This is somebody on the writing team telling Vince, because Vince McMahon probably has no clue what Facebook Live is. I tell you that for a fact. So this is that, a way to seem topical, relevant, cool, hip City Jones, and to your point, hacking the tash Show. Yes. So I agree with you. You're right.
1: As for Goldberg, I just want your take on, do you think this, um, who do you think will take that match? Do you think this will really be
2: Goldberg's last match? And do you think it might, if not, do you think it might be part-time and help out the younger, younger talent? No, no, no. I think that Goldberg loses the match um, to Brock's finish. I, I love the end of Bo- Goldberg's promo yesterday, saying you won't be next; you'll be last. Great promo, great ending line. Yeah. I think he's done. I think he's one and done. This is a payday for him. It's smart business for the, he's getting to get royalties, obviously, on the video games to make a lot of money, and um, and he deserves that. That's cool. He's a big time attraction. He's a big time star, and he's going to go in there and have a match, and um, I think he loses the match. You know, and you don't, I really don't think you're going to see much of him. He's not in their Hall of Fame, right? No, right? So, I'm not sure. This is a good way for him to carry favor to get in the Hall of Fame. So, I'm sure eventually he'll be in the Hall of Fame. You know, they, they, they put people in the Hall of Fame that play nice with them, Miles. That's how it is. They, yeah, okay. They're not putting you in the Hall of Fame if you have the credibility, the success, the history, all that stuff. But if you don't play nice with them, you're not going in. It's that simple. That's just the way they do things. That's why every comment I make, every segment here keeps me out of the Hall of Fame on that show. Every single one. <laughs> it's a fact. So that's just how it goes. Uh, so, but I did, um, uh, you know, I did watch, like I said, ninety percent of Raw, and the Captain dogged it. shows he's mailing, and he only watched eighty-nine. <laughs> he's already quitting and just bailing out. And uh, so, yeah, man, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the show had no energy for me. Now they're in Denver, Colorado. Now, I understand that's not a hotbed for pro wrestling. It's not like, oh my God, the greatest crowds in the world. I know that. There's a lot of people there. I've wrestled in Denver many times. They're a good audience, not great. You got to keep them invested in the program. There was no energy. And the people lost it because the show helped them lose it. There was no energy. The whole show was boring. Except for when Goldberg came out. And I think, Captain, you said to me before the show, the best match was the first match. Yeah, definitely. You know, Jericho and, and uh, Seth Rollins. Yep. But they started out with a Jericho-Owens promo and then out comes Seth, Seth Rollins and all that stuff. You know, they, they did a thing where, where Jericho's telling Owens, no, go go to the back, I got this type thing. And he's telling him, just leave, just leave. A conversation Jericho and Kevin Owens have. Now, I'm going to give you like some inside baseball, in my opinion, how it should have been done. I don't think they should have been talking, meaning Chris and Kevin, into the microphones. This should be the handheld camera picking up the audio, and we are eavesdropping on it. Instead of being contrived, where you're talking to a mic, because you're talking to the guy, and you're telling him, I got this. You sure you got this? Yes, I got this. Really? Should I go to the back? Yeah, go to the back. You sure you got it? I got it. I got it. Dude, let's eavesdrop. I, I don't want to hear these two guys talking to the mic. I want to feel like I'm being worked here a little bit. It's just contrived. It's just uck. Uh, Yuck. Muck. Really, it just wasn't good doing that. That's a little thing. That's Picky Yeah, that is Picky That's I'm 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 nitpicking Jones. You know, that's what I do. You gotta make it right. Cole Michael Cole said the right thing going at the break. Uh hey, uh, you know, let's make this official. Mick Foley, we need to make this match official. Because neither Jericho or Seth Rollins said, hey, we need to uh Make this official. They just act like they're going to get into a match. So I like that Michael Cole did that little hook teaser. That's the right way to do it from an announcing standpoint. Uh, Sparkle-ass Jones. What was the line he said? Sparkle crutch. Yeah, that kind of was funny once. And then it lost me.
3: Stole it from Handsome Johnny.
2: Really? Yeah. Is he Handsome sparkle- Johnny Sparkle crutch? Oh, yes. Really? I think so. Okay. They, they hacked that too then. I think so. It's unbelievable. Will you stop? Sparkle crutch. That could be Handsome Johnny. Sounds like a handsome Johnny nickname. Sparkle vape. <laughs> Vaping sparklers. So, uh, yeah, they go to the match, and they, it was a long match. It just felt like it was four segments, this match. It wasn't, but it felt long. It really did. Now, Kevin Owens came back out with his music and his... Not his entrance, was music, and it distracted Rollins, in essence, but Rollins still won the match with the pedigree, while Kevin Owens was ringside, which is interesting. Kevin just... You know, really was just there. with his belt on his shoulder and you know. Um yeah, so they're obviously going somewhere where I, I would have guessed. I didn't see anything else. Did you with what, what Jericho and Owen's later on the show they were done?
3: I think they might have been a spot was later a, on where they kind of argued a little.
2: Ah, I didn't see that, but uh, that's part of that ten percent I didn't check. That's what that was. Um yeah, check that out there, Captain. But um you know, I, I look. I have no problem. Rollins should win the match. The one is finished. I got it. Chris Jericho was at a point as a heel, and at his age, this is these Teflon. It's not going to hurt him. You know, it was interesting when Chris went through the, the list of people that he's defeated, and the, how big of names these guys are. It shows you how much of a true push they have been giving Chris Jericho for many years. So, if anyone ever bitches about Chris Jericho and not getting a push, don't say it to me or on the show, because I will laugh it in your face. So. <laughs> laugh in your face Nothing for you. but he's you know he's doing a good job and all that stuff and he, if he loses he lost the Rollins straight clean doesn't hurt him one aorta one doesn't he's kind of Teflon to be honest with you then they went to the pre-tape but Lita sit down interview Lita with uh, Charlotte and then they did the one later on with Sasha and and uh, and uh, Lita I gotta tell you I don't like it at all it, it just seems fake it seems very written it just seems like it's not a conversation it's just like why don't you just give Lita like a teleprompter or a script to just read off of and and have Charlotte do the same thing it's not it's not a loose real organic conversation it just seems so just fake it's 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 just it's just really it just sucks not just that same so many things in the show man it just i hate to be that guy dude but it's like you know it's it's some of it's like insulting to like people's intelligence like just that, that segment seemed... Uh, do you hear what I'm saying? I
3: mean, it seemed like they were trying to do a news interview type segment. Yeah, but, that's and not just a, didn't really... but
2: that's not Lita. Leader. Yeah. Lita's a Hall of Fame, tough chick, tattoo on her shoulder. I know she's older now. I understand that. She does broadcasts and she's on the writing team. I got it. But she's not a hard news interviewer. She is a legitimate badass chick that was a champion, a wrestler. It's not Michael Cole sitting there. Hard News Jones. Have Renee Young do it then. You got to let Lita show some personality and let Charlotte show personality. This thing was tight as a crab's ass. Tight as a crab's ass. Yes. And that's tight. So, analogy Jones.
3: (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that one before.
2: (laughs) Jose in Florida, are you on a Tash show?
3: Hey, Taz, how you
1: doing today, buddy?
2: What's up, big guy?
1: Hey, doing good. Hey, Captain, you will be missed, man. You will be missed.
3: Thanks, man. How you doing?
1: Doing good, man.
2: Yeah, I'm um, sad. Just... I'm sad he's leaving, Jose. It's horrible.
1: I'll tell you, man. I, I'm all broken up about it. I haven't gotten over
2: So am I, bro. I'm done. The, f- the show's going to flop.
1: Oh, man. We'll, we'll stick with you, man. It's all okay. Thank
2: you, buddy. Thank you. What's up, Jose?
1: <laughs> Dude, I just wanted to touch on what you said a little bit earlier about Goldberg's entrance. And yes, I mean, I know the match is 12 years too late. Yes, I know it was put together for a video game, but I'd be damned if I didn't get chills during that entrance. That's what I'm saying. I
2: I did. I loved his entrance. It was sick. His promo was
1: great. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's how you sell a match, you know. I mean, between him yes. and Heyman, yes. I'm hyped for this match, you know what I mean? And yes. it's like, you know, moments like that is the reason I watch, it's the reason I'm a fan, you know, the, the goosebumps, the chills, the the reaction he got from the crowd, with was all awesome. All
2: awesome. Absolutely, Jose. I completely agree, buddy, and thank you for calling. Uh I gotta go to break here. Jose makes a lot of good points and he brought up Paul Heyman. On the other side of break, I'll tell you what I did not like about pro Paul Heyman's promo. On the other side of the break, and we will also have Mike Johnson coming on the show next segment too. We'll be right back, Taz Show.
6: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities, talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right,
2: we're back here, one hour down, another hour to go. Taz Show, Tuesday edition. Gonna have the PW Inside Report shortly here with Mike Johnson via Skype. Mike will be here. We always appreciate when Mike comes on. I told you guys before the break, I was talking a little bit about Goldberg last night and then the caller said about, uh, mentioned Paul Heyman. Uh, he loved the whole thing. I said, yeah, Paul, cut a great promo for sure, but there's something about the Paul Heyman gimmick from last night that I did not like. So here's the deal. For me, okay, number one, I think you need you, know, you need to have Paul there. They said from WWE Studios and stuff all that via satellite V S. So I, I guess he wasn't there. And I know he's gonna be on ESPN Sports Center with coach is Paul. So maybe he's gonna be in studio in Connecticut, which Paul lives in Westchester area of New York. So maybe or, you know, maybe you know it's close it's obviously close to Connecticut. Maybe that's what he's doing. I have no idea. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Paul in a long time. All I know is this much. They should have had Paul there in Denver. And have Paul come out midway through Goldberg's promo. And then Paul says what he has to say to Goldberg. And let Goldberg get the last line. Now, I don't have Paul in the ring. Paul stays on the stage. He keeps that separation from Goldberg because he's afraid to get killed. And then you have Goldberg hit that awesome line that he hit. He'll, hey, Lesnar, you won't be next. You'll be last, which is a great line. You have, You have Goldberg... Say that line, hey, you tell your boy Lesnar, he won't be next, he'll be last. You let him punch it, end it with that, hit Goldberg's music. Heyman sells it with his face, walks out, tucking his head, tucking his shit, and walking back through the, the curtain. Willie Loman style, for those that know what I mean. Paul knows what I mean. Uh, and that's the deal. So that's my opinion. What are you laughing Willie Loman. You know what I mean? That's those yeah. For those, uh, anyway, uh, and a three and a two and a one.
0: And now the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike ten minutes; he gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling.
2: Ah, uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider. How are you, buddy? I'm um, good. Good morning, Taz. What's going on? Uh, we don't say good morning here, but that, then again, it's your first time on the show, so why would you know that? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Good Tuesday, Taz. How are you? Yeah, fine. Because again, just to smarten you up. It's like holding people's hands that don't do real broadcasting, no offense. But, you know, people that are listening to the audio on demand version of the show or the video on demand, we don't call it a P word. We call it audio on demand. Okay, those that are doing that, Mr. Johnson, they, it might be 11 p.m. for them. It might be, you know, it might be 1 p.m. You understand? We want to appease everyone here on a Taz show. Good
6: moment, Taz. How are you? I'm outstanding, Mike. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing great. So happy to be here.
2: Oh, you're the best. Uh, what's going on, brother? Uh, I, I buried Raw. I did not like it. It, it had no energy. It sucked. I, I love the Goldberg thing. I did like that. I love his entrance, and I, I really liked his promo. I thought that was cool. But I did not like Raw at all. What the most of your folks that subscribe to PW Insider, or you guys have a big fan base, fans that interact with you guys on the overnights, you know, what's the consensus? Did they like or hate Raw?
6: Um, everybody seemed to really enjoy the Goldberg thing, uh, and, and there's good reason. I'm sure you, you know. I'm sure you touched upon it, but it felt it was the only segment on the show that I felt was real. Yes, yes, and it had some real, some real depth to it and yes. some emotion to it. Agreed. Everything else was, you know, it was they were just playing off. It was the same old format and the same old. Matches and the same old promos that they always do. There was nothing fresh about it at all.
2: You know, Mike. Mike, let me tell you this, bro. I want to tell you what I said because I want to get your thoughts on something. Because, so I watched Goldberg's entrance last night, and and then I watched on the WWE Network uh, this morning too from the studio. I I got, and like I said, I wasn't like a huge fan of Goldberg back then. I knew him, you know, and I respect him and all, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a mock for the guy. But, but I got goosebumps literally watching his entrance because and i talked about this and you've been covering the business for a lot of years and a, a chunk of the business you covered was during the, the attitude era and during the, the rise of ecw and all that so you're you're very uh you're an expert on knowledge of how wrestling was back then and wrestlers and i want I, you know what i said dude was i just felt like i just feel like the guys from i hate to say it like this but my era like us from either ecw or like you know, the WWF Attitude Era or Nitro, we weren't like playing wrestler. You're like, we come out and you felt it. You know, when Goldberg came out, I got goosebumps. Not because I'm a moth for Goldberg, I got goosebumps because I, I remembered that era because I was a part of it, you know? And and it, I felt it. I felt that emotion through that friggin' guy's entrance last night. While all these other guys that are wrestling and girls for Raw or WWE, they come out. I don't feel that. It's like they're just playing a role. And. It's not, it's not there. Does that mean you get what I'm saying?
6: No, absolutely. I've said, I've said a number of times over the last, you know, five six years, that at some point WWE stopped producing pro wrestlers, and they produced started producing sports entertainers, and it's no different than hey, I'm playing for the NBA or I'm playing for the Harlem Globetrotters. Wow. Both have the basketball, both are entertaining, but different ways to present. I the think. same thing. And I feel that's kind of the way WWE, in a lot of ways, presents their talents now. And Goldberg, you know, he...
2: Hold he, on, hold on, hold on. That analogy with the global trials in the NBA, I'm stealing that. Okay, that was great. I, All I, right. I, I gotta give you credit. That was a good one. See, that's why you have a segment on the show. For stuff Thank like you. that. But you gotta bring it like that. that. was good stuff right there. I'm stealing it. Yep. Alright. Yep. It's stolen. Yep. It a good hack. moment. It's a hack moment.
6: Ah! Hack alert!
2: Sorry, go ahead.
6: All right, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, Goldberg, I'd be curious to see what they scripted for him and how much was actually used on the show because just things that he did, like the – he got – it was a moment there where he got overwhelmed by the crowd. And instead of just standing there and waiting for the crowd to subside, he played, he, he walked away from Michael Cole. He got on the ropes. He played to the crowd. You know, for him, it was a real moment for his family. Obviously it was a real moment. We saw that at the end yes. when he picked up his son and yes, his wife yes. was tearing up. Was awesome. That was a real legitimate emotional moment for him. And, We got to see that. And I think even people who were like Al Goldberg, another older guy who comes back, who cares? You couldn't help but get caught up in that because it was real, as opposed to, you know, guys going out there and talking for 18 minutes to set up a match, you know, it was like, it felt like this was a moment. And the, one of the things that I found interesting, and I was thinking about it watching the show is they only have so many moments like that left, like, you know, Sting, Sting debuted in 2014. To me, that was a huge deal because he had never been in WWE. When you look across the landscape now, there are guys who can come back and have good matches, your Rey Mysterios and your Hardys and whatnot, but there's not a lot of names left that have that massive, uh, Cross culture appeal uh, that can get people to go wait—they're back! I gotta tune in and watch this. I mean, I, we know the rating for this week is going to be up because of all the interest in Goldberg. There's not a, guy, a lot of guys like that left. So to me, you know, as much as the Goldberg thing worked last night, they need to really look inward and start and start building people and hoping somebody blows up and somebody really takes on takes on. Uh, a huge surge in popularity because after Goldberg, you kind of have Kurt Angle that you could bring back.
2: Watch it, just read my mind. I was just going to say Kurt Angle. He's the first guy I thought of when you yeah. said. what you said, yep, I agree.
6: I mean, maybe, maybe you know, they seem to be lessening their hatred or, or their 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 belief that they need to separate from Hulk Hogan a little bit. We see his name mentioned a lot more. His name, he's he's popping up in videos for the network. But I don't believe Hulk Hogan's going to wrestle at this point. So that's not right. as big a deal. I think. Rob. I think
2: Rob. Van, well, CM Punk for sure, but I think Rob Van. Ron, Rob Van Dam. If they wanted to, I think Rob. You know, he's always in great shape. Rob could really get it to another level too. I really think Rob would be oh, great I, if they're back. I'm
6: not dismi- uh, You know what? Here's the thing, though. I don't dismiss that, but they've had they brought Rob back a number of times and never used him to to his fullest ability. Yeah. I'm thinking like people who have just never or talents who have just ne- not been there. So if they show up and they hit that music, people are gonna go, "What? What in the world is this?" Yeah. There's not a guy, not a lot of guys left like that. So they need to start realizing that there's no magic band aids. You know, The Rock can only come back the first time once. Goldberg can only come back for the first time once. Brock can only come back for the first time once. And if they're looking for that sort of nostalgia to kind of carry them and propel them forward, they're running. They're running out of. Uh, add a, a torpedoes to put in the artillery right, the thing, the thing to too bro,
2: bro bro the thing too is like they haven't done a good job building the, the underneath talent because, see, no. the underneath talent and mid mid upper mid-card guys are the ones and the main event, obviously, that helped draw the house for the live events. The nostalgia acts are not going to go to house shows, you know, right. live events, and that's where the money's made, right? You know that. So so mm-hmm. the thing is, like, you know, when I see Kevin Owens, I'm a big fan of Kevin. I think Kevin's one of those guys on a microphone that can give you real emotion if you let him. But they made him so cookie-cutter with the suit and the, the belt on his shoulder, and it's like he's not... And I'm a Mark for Kev. I love him, man. I, I think he's one a throwback guy, that's real. And they're not they 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 have him saddled up with Jericho, and and it it takes it tarnishes that that Universal title and Kevin. It really does. He's sharing a spotlight, and, and he shouldn't.
6: And in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, it's just the way they present their product. Think about that first episode of Raw after the brand split. That felt like a pay per view. It felt like an event. Now you watch Raw, and it's like oh, same old stuff. And I'm not knocking the effort from the guys because everybody's under pressure there, the creative team, the production team, the talents. But there's a certain formulaic feel to the show that makes it come across like you don't need to watch it. Yeah, you're right. You can, you know, and especially, and it's hard to get people to invest. Listen, you do a show that's two hours, yes. and people want you to do three hours. Yes. But if you did three hours every day, it would be harder for you to create content because it's just hard. You know, at some point you hit that wall. I'm not saying you would personally, but in general. Okay, okay. And I think stop, WWE. Stop, stop,
2: stop, stop. Okay, okay. You can't say what you just said, sir. Captain, okay. we got a problem. Cap. we got a problem. He, Wait, the captain's still here. The captain's still here. Yes, hanging Hi, around. Captain. Hanging around. How you doing? I, I thought you were leaving the territory. What's going on here? We
3: just announced the date yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Lose a leave town, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then
6: he, after that, he's gonna come back as the midnight captain. Is that it? That's
2: what we want to do. We gotta have him do like what's his name, son of havoc, with the beard on the there bottom with go. the mask, you know. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Mike Johnson he popped for the captain. He thought the captain was Gonski. Look at that. Yeah, no, no, we got a problem. You, you, you say that I don't have content for three hours a
6: day? No, <laughs> I'm not saying. I said you would be fine. But in general, oh. it is hard to create on a, on a on a on a regular basis to fill that sort of that sort of material.
2: Well, that's why and I'm busting your balls. But that's why I was I, saying, bro. Like, you know, back a while ago when they did the brand split, you know, I really felt like. And I know a lot of my regular fans are like, oh, God, Taz, stop, enough with the same thing I say all the time. But NXT should have one of those hours on Raw, you know, full. You know what I mean? I really believe that.
6: Listen, even NXT, you know, I, I, I know this won't be a popular opinion, but I don't think the NXT show is at the level where it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a different, it's, it feels like a different show now. And there are some weeks you can watch NXT and you go, oh, okay, that was okay. But until recently when they had Joe and Nakamura have that great brawl, I didn't feel there was anything that really stood out as like wow, this amazing NXT moment on their television show. It's all primed just to get you to take over now. It's a totally different animal.
2: You mentioned Samoa Joe. He's a guy that if they decide to let him go and chill and get on Raw and do his thing on Raw, he's a guy. If they let him loose, okay, that absolutely. can that can bring some real emotion. He really can.
6: Uh, absolutely, but they have to they have to make that conscious decision to allow him to go. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah, overscript yeah. him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even Bailey, like they, the last couple of weeks, you know, oh. they've really taken Bailey down a peg. I know oh. there was some sort of mess up at the end with Dana Brooke last yeah. night.
2: Yeah, she forgot the cheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like foot foot on Robes Jones. I mean, that's a simple spot. It's been done a billion times. Like, you know, not only that. Look, uh, that, that, Bailey, that's a whole nother. I was going to talk about that later. That's a whole nother thing. That just, and to your point, yeah, they brought it down a couple of pegs. It's. It, you're seeing it on the SmackDown side with American Alpha. That's what happens, you know. you The flavor of the month, and then it's like, you know, they, they just bring you down and just, you know, that's. Uh, dude, I lived it. I lived it. You know what I mean? It's 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 a bitch. You can't explain it.
6: Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 an interesting time period for the company right now. And the other thing that keeps I keep scratching my head at, and you might have touched upon this this morning, other than Chris Jericho last night. They have done nothing to put over the, f- the the fact that the Hell in a Cell is like the be-all, end-all. It's the most frightening, terrible, yes. dangerous match in wrestling. Yep, yep. And I'm like, they, they keep acting like it's a wonderful thing that people are going in Hell in a Cell. I'm like, no! No, it's not. That's right. People are hurting this thing. Well, the this sense of that the game is going to die. Correct.
2: Like. Correct. That's what his career is. I remember, like, I used to say uh, adjectives during, like, the sell for hell in the cell as an announcer when I worked there. And I'd say things like, this, this shortens your career, all that stuff. J.R. would say a lot of buzzwords like that, the danger of it. And I used to try that my best. Michael Cole and I to come up with different ways to explain the risk that the talent is in. Vince McMahon loved that. He felt like that's really how you sell the danger. And to your point, they're not doing that anymore. They're not they're not they're not doing that at all about the hell in a cell. And also it's not special anymore. I mean we have friggin' three matches going in hell in a cell right now, right? Yep.
6: And they and they treat it like, oh, it's a wonderful thing that Sasha Banks and Charlotte are gonna be in the Hell in a Cell. And and it is, it is. It is great that the women are gonna get to do that and it's the right women. But at the same time, This is not like some great reward, like, oh, you girls are great, so now you get a Hell in a Cell match. This is supposed to be the end of a a feud where these two women have been fighting and trying to destroy each other over a championship. Charlotte injured Sasha. Sasha put her body on the line to the point that she nearly killed herself on Raw to get the title back. So it's like, you know, the, the whole story should be, well, look what these women have done in conventional matches. What's going to happen when they go into Hell in a right. Cell? I agree. And it's basically the purge, and there's no rules, and you know? I, and
2: I really felt like this. I said this a little while ago in the show. The sit-down interview with Lita and both those girls last night seemed so scripted, so teleprompter, Jones. The whole thing seemed just like it was so contrived. I really didn't like it. I mean, Lita was this cool... Hip chick, tough girl, champion wrestler. You know, I know she's older, but like I said earlier in the show here, bro, she's not Michael Cole doing trying to come off like hard news stuff. You know, you gotta let her be her. You gotta let Charlotte and the, let these girls be them. It's so just like you said it best. They're not building pro wrestlers. They're building sports entertainers.
6: Yeah, they. I would like to see. I know in NXT they just do the they do the promos via bullet points. I would love to see them go back and do that again with the main roster. I
2: don't think because... Vince can. I think Vince needs he's too much control, and I think as he's getting older, he's he's getting worse. You know that he really needs to micromanage it and wants it all. He wants to everything's going to happen. Yeah, I understand that, but I think he's. At uh, the more I watch Raw, I got to be honest. I respect Vince. I do, but I got to be honest. I think it's time for, <laughs> for the betterment of his company. He needs to start going away a little bit. He's getting old. I, I'm being frank. You know that that's the the white elephant in the room.
6: Well, that—that's that, certainly something that's been talked about quite a bit behind the scenes, and yeah. there's all the discussion of how well, how well are he and Triple H really getting along, you know? Or yeah. and 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 how how you know when is he when does he want to leave when, if he will ever leave, and when he does, what sort of power vacuum is going to replace him?
2: When does, when does, does Seth spark? Rollins get his receipt on Triple H? Like, Is this going to be like WrestleMania? What are they doing here?
6: Well, it's only been seven weeks since Triple H is on TV. You know? Oh, my God.
2: Jesus. Slamming <laughs> bods and beyond. It's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. Seriously. Well, I, I mean, I mean yeah.
6: if you look at what, what, when is Shane McMahon going to get his
2: revenge on Brock Lesnar? Yeah, well, I know. Didn't they tease that that was going to happen at WrestleMania or something like that? Didn't Stephanie? I think
6: I think you just dropped two of the WrestleMania matches. <laughs> Aha,
2: there you go. All right, look. I, I'm done. Mike, I'm done. I got things to do. I can't have you in the show. I Alright,
6: I'll see you later all
2: right. <laughs> Listen, I got another 20 minutes You could promote all your Elite stuff, go ahead
6: Alright, so you check us out at PWInsider.com uh, If you want to check out an ad-free version With all sorts of great audio stuff We've got thousands and thousands of hours of audio On the site, stuff every day You can check out PWInsiderElite.com For three days free, follow me on Twitter At MikePWInsider, and I thank all the Taz, Taz Show folks that do And you can follow the site at PWInsider.com And I hope everybody has a great moment
2: Hey, listen, that's funny, wise, yes. <laughs> um, listen, it's kind of unfair before I let you go. You know, I, I let you come out here, and, and, you know, for your boy Dave Shearer, you guys at and Society, yeah, I love you guys. You know that. I, mean, that's, I know, that's, that's why you, I, too. That's I, yeah, I know, but you guys don't have, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen my show mentioned on your freaking website.
6: Um, When you had, I think Friday, when you had Vampiro on? Yes. And when yeah. you had Matt Riddle on, I, I, I mentioned both of those. In fact, I embedded the video on our
2: site. Yes. Okay, don't get hot. I I, I forgot I'm, that. um seven, okay. You're allowed. You're, you're creating content Jones over there. <laughs> seven concussions, bro. It happens. You know, sometimes oh, you're green. Really? You know, so that. happens. I
3: just had Handsome Johnny go, yeah, hey, Taz, you showed me an article on PW Insider covering the Taz show.
2: Like ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Um, well, thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Taz. <laughs> and thank Dave, too. All right, brother, we'll talk to you soon, all right? I will. You guys have a great moment. Yes, you have a great moment also. Take care, buddy. See you. Take care, everybody. Thank you. See you, pal. I like the moment thing. He's actually got a good point there. Great moment. Hope everyone's having a good moment. That's great moments good. in Tash Show history. Great <laughs> moments. That's actually pretty good. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So I know I got a lot of people calling the show. It's like jammed. Uh, I still got to go over Raw. We got Facebook Live. We're going to do that in like five minutes. We're going to copy the WWE. Oh, yeah. We've never done Facebook Live here. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So um, let's go to our uh, what we got here? Yeah, we got uh, James from Boston on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's shaking, brother? How you doing? How are you, big guy?
1: Man, I could not agree with you more. It seemed like everybody was vaping. They were <laughs> deep in Iran throughout that entire show. And right when Goldberg showed up, that Rocky Mountain High weared off, and they woke
2: up. I know.
1: Celebrated Goldberg coming back.
2: I know. I know. And... It was big. I mean, it was big, and, and I handled it right. The only thing I thought, James, that would have been bad. like I said, is I thought if Heyman was there and Paul comes out and interrupts the promo from the stage while Goldberg's in the ring, I thought that would have been cool, you know, something like that. But I'm sure there's reasons, I totally why, agree. I'm sure there's reasons why Paul didn't go or whatever the reasons are, I don't know. But um, it wasn't the end of the world, but that's just how I would have done it. Yeah, but definitely Goldberg got the reaction you wanted, and, like, I talked a lot about his entrance. It was just a special moment. And you know, WWE, they're trying to be hip and cool. They have the little things like the Facebook Live. All right, then they do the 420 with uh, uh, the New Day walking out with the sign, 420 Day in you know, Colorado. I got it. Okay, everybody's smoking <laughs> pot. Everybody's everybody's a big ganja guy now. Okay, got it. I understand. Uh, look, are you, you want to rub anything in my face about the Patriots that they happen to win two games in a row? Or No, you're good? No, no.
1: I am a, I am a gracious winner and a sore loser. But I do want to bring something up about Goldbergs. I don't know if anybody I don't know if you noticed it on Monday Raw either, but so I'm sitting on the couch. It's a, it's a rare moment that I get to watch with the WFB, the wife from Boston. And she <laughs> okay. turns to me and says, did they just say that Goldberg was the greatest WCW heavyweight champion yeah. ever? And I laughed thinking, you've got to be kidding me. You, you, Ric Flair, Sting, and you bring up Goldberg and say he's the greatest WCW heavyweight champion. Yeah, the captain. The
2: captain was saying that to me, James, before the show, right? Yeah, and that was
3: all over Twitter last night too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I know that's. I know it's overstatement, Jones. Yeah, no, no, you got to be careful And, and. You can't totally blame Michael Cole for that. I'm sure a lot of that he was produced on, to be honest with you. It's just because they're trying to sell video games and and make Goldberg as much as they can for this thing they're doing with with Brock. So I understand it. It's a total overstatement, and they shouldn't have said it. And thank you, James. Uh, You're a great fan of the show always. I appreciate you, dude. You know that. So uh, very nice. Uh, Call from James from Boston, as always. Uh, So uh, what else? So got to go to break here in a few minutes. A couple of minutes, actually. Uh, So, I talked a little bit about the open of Raw and my thoughts and opinions on that. Um, Some other stuff that jumped out to me, and I talked about the sit-down also, that jumped out to me on Raw. Um, You know, uh, Neville and uh, Bo Dallas, you know, Bo Dallas won the match, and we saw this new, intense Bo Dallas. Right? This new, intense Bo Dallas. And his work, you could see in his work, his promo um, his uh, his physique is a little bit different. He I think his singlet's different. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think I remember seeing him wear that. Maybe he has, but I, I, it, didn't, it looked new to me. Like his his whole aura, you can see that going on more sinister, angry, pissed off, aggressive, intense. Bo Dallas, and and he's pulling it off from a work rate ability. His facial expressions, his uh, promo ability, but. We're gonna to go to break now. Other side of break when we're on Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash the Show. I'm gonna tell all you nubs what the main problem is what Bull Dallas, what they did last night. It's simple, but something to me that's bad and jumped out big to me. I'll tell you that on the other side of the break, talk a little more raw. We'll be on Facebook Live. Be right back. Tash show.
6: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at (laughs) play.it.
2: Excuse me. Yeah. um, Fourth Quarter City, TAS Show, Tuesday edition. I wanted to go before I went to the uh, acupuncture guy later. I was going to stop here in the city at the Carnegie Deli. Get myself a big-ass pastrami sandwich. New York style. Some Goulders mustard on that bitch. Nice high sodium content. Fat level, super high. Go to the acupuncturist. Sticks me in a pen, Bunch of oil shoot out of my back. Feel like, feel like Crisco oil shooting out of the sun, bitch. Okay, look at it. Sodium oozing out of my paws. Then I'm here and now, you know, a while back, not a while back, about a week or so ago, I heard that the Carnegie Deli captain and a big time, what's the word, landmark, I guess you would say, in New York City for decades upon decades is closing. 79 years. Wow. So you as the producer, do you feel like you've been on this show for 79 years? Like, because it's so, you hate it so much, you hate me? No, a little more than that. (laughs)
3: Like, 84? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, so Carnegie Deli, it's a shame. And apparently, there are a bunch of people that want to buy the Carnegie Deli from this woman who owns it. And she won't sell it. She wants to just close the door, Jones. So, interesting. So, I still might go with a astronomy sandwich. If you're ever in New York, in New York City, just Google it. GTS it. Carnegie Deli. Best stuff going. Sandwiches it'll, are used like that big.
3: It'll be open through the end of the year, so... Uh... Got to get here before 2016 ends.
2: Rumor has it that you put a bid in to buy this thing, Cap, because you're quitting the show here. You're I gonna, thought
3: that was confidential and anonymous. You're going to do Carnegie
2: Deli Carts throughout <laughs> Manhattan. A bunch of Carts. Branching out. Branching out. So we're on a Facebook Live for all you slunkers. Um, it's good to see you guys in I'm starting to see some thumbs up and hearts. I know a lot of you Facebook Live folks that are into the Taz show. When you watched Raw last night, You're like, uh uh-oh, they got us. They're hacking us. They're hacking us on Facebook Live. They're hacking the Taz show. I see all the thumbs up. Look at this. And I saw they showed a picture of um, Cesaro uh, You know, while he's looking at the Facebook Live while Sheamus is wrestling. And you see all these hearts and these thumbs up. And what did I think of? Me. I thought of myself. Yes. Because that's what I get on a Taz show every day. Because all these lovely folks on Facebook Live. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? And I hope you guys, when you, you know, after it's over, whatever, you're, you're, you're favoriting it or whatever you call it. No, you're liking it or you're uh, not retweeting it. What do you call it on Facebook? Sharing. Sharing. Thank you, sir. You're sharing it. Spread the word of the show. For F's sake, what the F else do I have going on? Help me out. Buy a hat. The, sh- <laughs> <laughs> the show is free for F's sake. It's free. i give you give you stuff for free. Maybe one day won't be free. That's what happens. Dun, dun, dun.
3: Wait, I need to put a, a work <laughs> order in for that one.
2: What happens if the show's not free one day? I'll tell you what happens. That's when these high numbers that I get every day completely go in the toilet bowl. They love me now, Cap. They love me now. When you tell these some bitches, you got to pay for it now. Take care. See you down the bowl. Not see you down the road. See you down the bowl. That's what happens. That's what happens. Uh, who's this? Jose uh, Rilio says, when is the captain's last day? Captain, what is the exact last day? You don't know the exact day? It's like August. It's supposed to be August. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right now, it's November the 11th.
2: Oh, wow. That's sad. That's sad. Do you think I'm going to miss you?
3: Mm, with everything you've thrown so far? What do you mean? Like- what
2: do you mean thrown? <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm going to miss you being on a show. Uh, probably not. Oh, come on. Why well, saying- oh, okay, would you say Will you stop? Okay, of course
3: you'll miss me. Well,
2: now you sound like a fake artist. Fake guy, you know? Really? Is it- so the thing is, I'm going to miss you, Cap. I am. I'm going to beg you not to, to leave. I'm, I got a whole plan set. I'm going to tackle you and ram your face into a glass door by the elevator. <laughs> Knock you out and put you in the seat.
3: You want to take it back to my first day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ha! Slamming bods and beyond. All right, so I told you guys I was going to tell you about Bo Dallas. I love the heel gimmick last night. That he's going more heel. He's more sinister, aggressive, intense. He picked up his – they told him pick your intensity up. They told him pick – and he did. He definitely did. Okay, he looks a little different. He's got leaner. He got leaner up, leaned up a little bit all working. It's all good. But I told you before the break, there's something I didn't like. And what do I don't like? That stupid-ass sign that he's holding. That Donald Trump-esque politician sign for Bo Dallas. Stop it. It's hokey. It sucks. He doesn't need it. He should never use it again. If you're going to go heal with him, don't make him a comedy act. Don't make him hold up a stupid-ass sign, Vince that's a Vince move. Oh, my God. Taz called out Vince. Yeah, I did. I exactly did. Doesn't make sense. Exactly did. Who says that? (laughs) I exactly did. That stupid sign. I like that he turned on on Curtis Axel, too. I like that. Because I didn't expect that.
3: I'd like to see a
2: rivalry between those two. No one cares. I hear you.
3: (laughs) I also wanted to point out, I can't remember the last time before last night that uh, we were reminded that Bo Dallas was an NXT champion. We were? Yeah. Wow. It stuck out to me because every time I've seen Dallas in the previous weeks, I always think, this guy was an NXT champion. Why hasn't this been mentioned?
2: That's a good point. I didn't realize, to be honest with you, I wasn't paying attention. I was going back and forth to the Jet game at that point, but I did check out Bo Dallas. I saw it. Um, Also, for those that are on Facebook Live that didn't catch what I said at the beginning of the show or early in the show about Goldberg, I know some of you guys want to hear my thoughts on Goldberg. I'm trying to mess up my headphone here, so bear with me. Um, You know... I talked about his entrance, how awesome it was. I talked about his promo, how awesome it was. Uh, his, I think that was the best thing on Raw. I did not like Raw. I thought Raw completely sucked. I thought it was boring. It had no energy. It's Complacent Jones. Everything, the way they're writing it, uh, the commentary has no energy. Uh, I did not like it. Just complete burial, poop on the task. Just take a big, heaping, nasty, smelly, steamy on the show. And that's what I did. But the Goldberg deal, I enjoyed. And I said this earlier, and I said it while Mike Johnson was on the show also earlier today, that I really feel like guys from that era, from the Attitude Era and all that stuff, and with the Nitro, and my era, the ECW times, all that, we all were wrestlers. We did not play a role. And we, 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 we were characters, but we were wrestlers first, and we lived in the emotion of it. And we weren't playing a character, in essence, too much to the point that it felt fake, not contrived, not overwritten. And that's the difference. When you put Goldberg's entrance on that show last night and then watch it next to those other guys' entrance, including Seth Rollins, all these guys, it feels totally different. It feels totally different. I got goosebumps watching that match with—not match, that uh, entrance, I should say, with Goldberg. Ian Machinas, Machadas, I screwed up your name. He said, "Shout out, please." Uh, Ian Shuggle McNinnis. I just shouted you out. Don't say I never did nothing for you again. No. Back to what I was saying. Listen, if again, if you watch Goldberg come out and rewind and watch some of those other match, other other talents come out, it feels so different. His stuff felt real. And I said this, again, those that didn't hear the show earlier, I said it earlier. If, if you have DX come out, or Shawn Michaels alone, or The Rock, or Steve Austin, even now, right now, <laughs> let them do their entrance. Or the NWO, you know, Nash and Hall and, and X-Pac, all that. Let, let these type of people come out and do their entrance. I said earlier, Van Dam. let Sabu come out. and that, that sense of urgency you felt with Sabu. The Sandman, jeez. Really, think about that. Let these entrances, I humbly say me, let these entrances happen today compared to these new guys. Well, what's an entrance, Taz? An entrance is everything, guys. The entrance is everything. The enf- entrance sets the tone. The entrance sets the tone for you, the audience, us, the audience.
1: Taz is trending. Oh,
2: trending. Trending, trending. I did a dance yesterday, and people <laughs> loved it. I did like a, some kind of a dance. And and I, I, I want to see if there's a Jife made.
3: I was about to say one's being made right now.
2: <laughs> Trending Jones. Well, I'm dizzy. Whoa. Fast, fast, fast. Whoa. Whew, man, where was I, dude? I don't even know where I was. I'm dizzy, bro. Holy cow.
4: Oh, my head. Slamming Bods and Beyond. But right,
3: I'm back. Um. So, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? About Bo Dallas, right? No.
2: (laughs) Let's think about this. What was I saying? Oh my God, I was on. I was. I was on. I was doing my opening monologue. I was getting right into it. The hell was it? I can't remember. Somebody on Facebook, help me, (laughs) Captain. It just shows that you don't care anymore. It shows that I'm doing different. It really shows. Darren Davies on Facebook says, Taz, you got problems. Yeah, I know. I am messed <laughs> up in my head. And Brendan McKenzie says, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, McK- <laughs> <Stop>! <laughs> <laughs> Brendan McKenzie said, Dancing Jones. I thought that was funny.
3: Ugh. I got thrown off by the dancing.
2: I don't. I was into something <laughs> earlier. Goldberg. I and... can't remember what I was talking about. I'm usually pretty good, uh, or at least I don't know. I couldn't. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, the show last night sucked. And, and the bottom line is, you know, I think Goldberg coming out. And I, what I said, if you missed, I said I thought Paul Heyman being in, in the studio in Connecticut wasn't a good way to do it. I thought I think that Paul should have been there on the stage while Goldberg's in the ring, have Paul interrupt the promo, Simple Jones, and have have, have uh, Goldberg cut that hard-ass promo at the end, that, that great line and say, hey, you know what, Heyman, you tell your boy Goldberg, he won't be next, he'll be last. And that was great. And that would have been great. I mean, his promo still was great. But I just think that's how you end it. You know I mean? That's what I think. I, that, but you got to have Heyman there. You cannot not have Heyman there, just uh, my perspective. Um, so that's the deal. Hey, uh, Mike, on uh, Strong Island, you're on the Taz Show.
5: Hey, Taz, what's
2: going on? Big Mike, what's up?
5: Uh, not much. First of all, I wanted to agree with you. The performers from the Attitude Era and uh, heads and uh, way better performers and characters than nowadays.
2: I mean, it, yep. you can't even compare. Yep. Well, you know, but, um, I don't know if you heard, um, what, if you caught the Mike Johnson segment when he was on today, but Mike used a great analogy of, like, you know, today they're building, you know, sports entertainers, not pro wrestlers in WWE, and he's right. And to use the analogy of, like, the, you either play in the NBA or you're one of the Harlem Globetrotters. They're both playing basketball, but, like, you know, I think the sports yeah. entertainment feel is the Harlem Globetrotters, you know?
5: Oh, 100%. Yeah. But um what I wanted to ta- mention was the best thing, I think tonight or, well, last night, the Raw did the best thing they've done in a while. And the smartest thing was they had packages of Goldberg throughout the show, yep. which I think was a great idea.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, and I'm not
5: surprised.
2: No, 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 I'm not surprised they did that because they, when they want to really build something and sell something, they know how, and they have the video team, the production team, I should say, to do that, and some of the best in the world that work in Stanford or on that truck. And you know, if if you really pay attention, uh, Mike, you know the thing that was a little bit wacky, not wacky, but like weird for me was when you watch some of that footage of Nitro and you see some of that stuff with Goldberg. Uh, with uh, the announcing from Mike Taney to Tony Schiavone or whatever, it 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 just felt better than the current Raw. Just those those vignettes that they did in those packages. You know what I mean?
5: Oh yeah, I, I could have watched just packages all day, rather yep, than yep, the yep, actual yep. show. That's like <laughs> handsome Johnny.
2: Handsome Johnny. He always believes in that. Uh, he could. Uh, he should watch packages all day. What the hell, come on. Now. What? The low road jones come on now what was that why well, you send me those jokes tell me to write them dude really come on i'll say them i mean the hell's wrong with you <laughs> right and handsome john's like hey, i
7: awesome. hey. awesome.
2: yeah. i mean you know right now you know the uh you know handsome john is like listen i have no i have a lot of problems getting females is not one of them you know that's what he's thinking uh, so I gotta handle some of these jobbers on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, I gotta communicate with some of them. Guys, hey, you need to communicate with the people about it, Really? I mean, uh, do I give people a bigger outlet? How is it? Not, really. You know what I mean? I really, I mean, I can't get it. And I can't get, give a bigger outlet. I really can't. So uh, instead of talking to people on Facebook, I'll take a phone call. How about that? Hey, uh, Mike uh, from pets I'm sorry. How am I doing, Eric? In uh, Pennsylvania, you're on a Taz show. What's up, buddy? good moment Taz. good moment how are you sir
7: <laughs> i'm good ahoy captain ahoy what's just up wanna, uh just want to um wish you luck on all your future endeavors and all things like that Thank but you. um no problem buddy but i want to um talk about goldberg and how they're going to book him at survivor series me and my boy were uh, actually going back and forth about this i'm actually i say that uh we give brock the win for him to get his receipt on Goldberg, my only question is: Would a lose to Goldberg damage Brock's momentum that he has at the moment?
2: Absolutely. There's there's no way in hell, dude, that 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 Lesnar's losing that match. This is one shot Jones. This is the the, you know that's that's this is not Goldberg come back to the main roster. If it is, I'll be shocked. No, you you got. And thank you for calling, buddy, Eric. I appreciate it. No, there's no way that there's no way, that Lesnar's losing the match. Lesnar's winning with his finished. Straight up, he's got him. This is to sell video games, an attraction. Uh, it's a great moment to hook some old school fans. Maybe you're gonna get them back into the WWE, and that's something that no one's really talking about. Well, why bring back a nostalgia act? But well, because when you bring back a nostalgia act, you now also open up your your current brand, you know, to some old school fans that left wrestling. I don't watch wrestling. No, I haven't watched since. Geez, years ago. I don't watch it no more. Oh, wow, Goldberg's going to wrestle? Oh, i got to watch this. I remember Goldberg. He was awesome. I used to love it with the tattoo, big guy, bald, the whole thing. Yeah. So now they're going to watch the show and see Goldberg. Now you hope that, you know, you hook a percentage of them. It's a good way to, to bring back some old school fans. But the problem is you got to have a good product. You can't have a piece of crap raw that you guys put together. Let's be frank. I'm not really PC about it. I'm just calling it like I see it. You know, really. So if you can open that up to some of the old school fans that maybe left you, you know. So we have, uh, what's his name on here? Uh, Alejandro Mendo- Mendoza is asking, how's the acupuncture going, Mr. Taz? Well, I haven't gone in two weeks, but coincidentally, I'm going today. Acupuncture Jones. Uh, yeah, I I, ne- I couldn't, my schedule was, con- I'm very, very busy, so I didn't have time to go. I don't, I don't really think I have free time, dude, please. I'm a freaking celebrity. You're buying a third farm, right? Yeah, I got to put another drive through now in the basement. You're going to go down a hill, drive through Jones, and we're going to shoot you out. Like, boom! Like Hot Wheels? Yeah, exactly. It's funny you said that, because that's what inspired us. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, what else? Uh, People are still calling the show. The show's almost over. What else on Raw? Uh, There's something else. Oh, that I wanted to talk about. Oh, yes, the Braun Strowman. Yeah, so Braun Strowman wrestled and beat up on three Denver guys. There was one spot, and they replayed it. It was a crazy-looking beal. The announcers, I don't think, knew it was a beal, but it was a beal. That's the name of the move. It looks like a hip toss, but you grab your opponent under his armpit, and you pop your hip, and you throw him higher than a regular traditional hip toss. Breaking down moves 101 on the Taz Show. So, yeah, he did a beal, which not one announcer told you what it was. Over-the-top rope did Strowman to the one kid. I think he was wearing red tights or something like that. Kid took a sick bump. It was crazy. Really high bump. That's all that kid. That kid. It's it's Strowman's strength, but it's all the kid taking the bump. You're talking about the guy that got thrown out of the ring, right? That's what I'm talking about. It was a Beal that did it. B-I-E-L or B-E-I-L. I I don't know how you spell it. I know what it is. I've taken it and given it. Beal. Beal Jones. So um, that was a crazy spot. But here's the thing. You know, I'm thinking, and someone tweeted me this. I don't remember who you are. I know you and I had the same thought, and I didn't get a chance to reply back to you. And as soon as Braun Strowman walked out, the first name that popped in my head was Bill Goldberg. I'm like, man, to have these two guys just cross paths. You don't have to shoot an angle. Just let's see a cool moment where they somehow, someway cross paths or something happens or something with Goldberg. In around. You don't want to kill the buzz for the for the for Goldberg coming out later on. But you could have, you know, Was that in the last segment that's Strowman? No, Strowman. There was more matches after Strowman. You could have had Strowman right next to the main event and have Strowman like almost just when Goldberg does his entrance and the the pyro. You forgot that. that You go to break. Strowman wrestles. He kills the three guys. Great. Sami Zayn. Let's say you don't do the Sami Zayn stuff. Strowman destroys these guys. They go to break. Coming up next, Bill Goldberg. Boom. They come out of break. Here comes Bill Goldberg walking backstage. Everybody's clapping for some reason, which is stupid. Okay, instead of having cops there. And now they come through the, Goldberg comes through the curtain. Sparklers, smoke. Ah, big pop. Awesome entrance. Goldberg did a great job. Do all that again. Do the whole thing again. As he's walking high-fiving people and hugging little kids, Braun Strowman's walking up the ramp to go backstage and have a moment where they are right next to each other on the ramp, not at the stage, on the ramp, middle of the ramp, Kind of like profile to profile, profile as they say, looking at each other, looking in each other's eyes. And that moment, people would have went nuts.
3: I think there was a fan poll put out not too long ago asking uh, who people would want to see Braun Strowman go up against, and I think Bill Goldberg was first.
2: Well, quite frankly, it would be a horrible match. No, not bad. It would be horrible. But it's an attraction. Don't do the match. And please don't interrupt me again. Okay, I know you're quitting and you're trying to sabotage the show, but please, I- I'm on my monologue here, bro. Okay, please.
1: still trending. Taz
3: is still trending.
2: Kicking ass and taking names. Why are you leaving the show, dude? The success is insane.
3: Going out on top.
2: <laughs> Good point. All right. So, anyway, uh, I-, I just think you have them face to face, Goldberg. And Strowman on the ramp, no physicality, and don't even go anywhere else with it. Just leave it alone. And then they'll have to the heal. Strowman kind of walk away on his own. Don't let Bill walk away. Let the other guy walk away. And let Bill Goldberg continue with his entrance and shaking people's hands and getting the ring. And, and, and he don't even acknowledge it. That right there is what's up. That would make Strowman even more for the future without doing anything with Goldberg. That's called the rub, and that's what they should have done, but they didn't, because I think Vince McMahon is surrounded around people that are just aren't as good as they used to be, or they just aren't good, or they're just sycophants. <laughs> sycophants. And yes, people. I'm telling you right now, that's how you do it. That would have... Now, the Sami Zayn thing, I like Sami's promo later on. Why did you go out and confront Gimmick? Because no one else will. Okay, that's cool. But I'm sorry. I don't believe Sami Zayn has any chance at all to defeat Braun Strowman because of the lack of push. Sami Zayn has been, just like we're starting, unfortunately, to see Bailey kind of dip down. We've seen American Alpha dip down. Flavors of the month are now dipping down. And I really believe Sami Zayn is one of them. Do you agree or disagree with that?
3: I think it's a little too soon to tell about Sami Zayn. I can definitely see it with Bailey.
2: What are you nuts? So obvious, dude. That's just why I'm glad you're leaving. You have not what you're talking about. Just go, go now. Just go, leave, leave now. Go. Get out. That's what I should do in your last day. Throw you out and actually fire you. <laughs> but I've already
3: put in my resignation. No, but I gotta have.
2: I got. You gotta go out. Hey, listen. When you leave the territory, you gotta do the job on the way out. That's business. <laughs> Your career is going to absolutely flop when you leave here. Do you realize ah. that? <laughs> Complete flop, dude. Got nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. You're done. <laughs> done. You will be begging, crawling to come back to the show in about two weeks. What are you turning this guy into? You're done. And when you're begging and crawling, I'm going to kick you when you're down. <laughs> I'm going to kick you. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to have Robbie the Viking. I'm going to sit on you. <laughs> Giant man that he is. Rick Scott on Facebook Live. Get out Jones. Exactly. Rick gets it. He understands. Danny Martin's delete, delete. That's what he said. They all want you gone. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn. I, I just don't feel Sami Zayn's going to. They've done. They de pushed him and so many of these guys. Like, sucks what they're doing really does really does hey uh joseph in connecticut you're on a Taz show hey what's up Taz? how you doing good pal what's up
7: um so i have a question um i guess without pulling the current back too much um so I, last year i studied uh acting and acting. Uh, before yeah before studying acting like my uh view on it was like just i just thought actors were like just very vain you know people that just kind of pretended to do you know whatever it is they do but when i when i learned uh you know the art of it i mean it's really um a great enjoyable art and um really a hard one but my my point in saying that is um uh you know when you're acting and you're working with someone else you know sometimes you can uh find yourself wanting to outperform someone and you know, when you actually know what the art is, you can tell, you know, who's outperforming and right. who's you know, doing a better job. Of course. So when it, when it comes to professional wrestling, you know, is it as simple as, you know, uh, how does one professional wrestler outperform the other? Is it as simple as one just being able to pull off more moves or what, what makes, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, in the locker room, in that competition, like, um, you know, I'm a uh, better performing. than right. you. Well,
2: it, it comes down to a few different things. That's a good point, Joe. Thank you for calling from Connecticut. It's not just one thing. It's it's the, first of all, the, the amount of uh, reaction you can trigger from the live house. That That's a big part of it. Uh, your move set is a big deal. The physicality of your moves, that's a big deal. Okay, uh, the, the background of it, how much can you sell? Uh, how much merch can you sell? I mean, that's a big part of competition of it. But mainly, I would say the first thing that comes to my mind is the reaction you get when you walk out and as you're working, and if you win or lose the match, that type of thing. So I think that's all a big, a big part of it. You got to try to outperform, and it is a competitive work environment for sure. So. Um, that's the deal. Well, anyway, listen. It's been a fun, trending edition of the Taz Show. Thank you all for getting the show trending. All you folks on Facebook Live, Twitter, wherever. I appreciate it. TazShow.com. Maybe you're listening or watching there. Podcast. Oops. On-demand. Audio on-demand. Virtual drop shortly. And the VOD also. Everybody here at the Taz Show. I am Taz. You are not. Talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing. Trying to stay up, I want to go back. Back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture Don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where to party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm and I won't let you Back since I was shooting hoops New issues You know what I've been going through And it's for the team Know I go for my dreams I've been untold